welcome to another episode of 353rd. I'm your host, Scott Barstow. And I'm your other host, Anders Brown. Anders, I think the biggest news of the last seven to ten days, and we don't usually do... Seven to we don't usually minutes. do uh, yeah, timing specific kind of content, but this week feels like it's like we should. Uh, we had the uh, the return of Jack Dorsey to Twitter. That's right, and and then the subsequent uh, in a note yesterday, the announcement that they're laying off eight percent of their workforce, over three hundred people, and trying to figure out how to fix the ship that is called TWTR. That's Twitter. right. Yeah, so so he he has come back. Well, technically he came back a while ago. It's just now he is the uh, the sort of the the, uh, the official CEO now. And I think right. you know it, it, the the problem is the easy thing here is to make the analogs to our our good friend Steve Jobs, who of course was kicked out of his company, like like Jack was kicked out of Twitter, and then came back as an interim CEO and became actual CEO. That's the easy, that's the easy sort of table stakes. That's the softball. We're not talking about that. We're, we're talking about what I think we're talking about is like, why is Twitter in this scenario? And you know, what, how, how is it valued in particular? Like we're looking at the way the market is valuing, uh, his return and his, um, really reaction to firing a bunch of people. Um, so if you look yeah, at... Yeah, and it's been interesting that the the response in the market overall, even since the announcement, has been sort of lukewarm. Yeah, right. Uh, and so it, it hasn't been this... Nobody sees it as like... I don't think anybody sees that he's got all the answers and this is the missing... Everybody thinks he's got the, he's got the answers. I don't... Nobody's convinced of that yet. At least the market is not yeah. convinced of it. Put yeah. it that way. yeah. Yeah. So the question is, what would have to happen for the market to make a, a change? And, and that's going to be, that's going to be show me the money. That's going to be, you know, a definite new revenue stream or, or far strengthened revenue streams, this kind of thing. Yeah. And that obviously remains to be seen. We don't know what's going to go there. But what I'd like to talk about is Twitter is something, and you've said this before, Twitter, Twitter is the social network that both you and I use every single day. There's not a there's not another network out there that we check every single day or use or get value out of every single day. Not not Facebook, not anything else. And, but but we have, you and I both have many friends to whom Facebook is the everything and they don't get Twitter and it seems to me that all of my technical friends almost without a without any different, without any uh, change are in the same mindset too. They all use and love Twitter and get a lot out of it and kind of don't really use Facebook or are openly hostile to it and have, have, you know, deleted their profile or at least tried to delete their profile. So, yeah. And they're, they're not active at all. Even if they have their profile, they're not active. And it's uh, the common refrain is, yeah, just don't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I have a, a profile on Facebook. I think the last time I posted something was when I got married, which would have been more than five years ago. And it always seemed to me that the reason I was, I was like that was A, so I could be 
found by my classmates from my high school whenever there's a reunion. Right. So there is a reason to be which there. Which you just had, by the way. Which I just had this past weekend, 25 years, if you can believe it, all coordinated through Facebook, which, which was sort of an anathema to me. Like I, I, anyway, it always seemed to me Facebook was solving a problem I didn't have. They were trying to give me an easy way to put photos online, which of course I have been doing for 20 years. Right. And uh, just a, a way to talk to people that I just from my distant past or something that, that I would never show up at a reunion for. I don't know. Does this mean I'm antisocial? I don't know. Um, I think, know. So I think this is a really interesting point because I think the premise or what you're really saying is, I think, is that Facebook provided you a way to get in touch with people that you really didn't care about staying in touch with. Mm. And that's how I see it as well. So mm-hmm. there, if I am interested in being in touch with somebody, I have their email address I gener- I'll, or I, and I have their phone number and I, I'll either text them or I'll call them. Man, you know, so if it's somebody school. that I want to talk if I if somebody I want to talk to you yeah. or you know have a conversation with, then that's an intentional thing for me. I don't get any value out of a out passive of- stream of personal right. information. Right. Because right. it's all it's all just people talking about how great their lives are and there's nothing there's no there's very little below the surface for Facebook, mm-hmm. and at least for me. And again, I, it's not because I'm old. Uh, it's because I just don't get it. I never have. It's not how <laughs> it's I. Not because, I don't. It's, <laughs> it's not because I don't, I'm it's old. Not I just don't I re- get it. It's not. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> it's not how I relate to people. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, for me, and like my wife loves Facebook because it's how she stays in touch with people she went to high school with and keeps track of their lives. Yeah. But. You don't you care. Know, I don't care about, for the most part, or I don't care about the people I went to high school with. And if I did, I would stay in touch with them some other way. So, I, I wouldn't use Facebook well, you, for so, it. I don't so think. I, I, I think don't really the, know. I well, don't have the problem. The question is, what what does staying in touch mean? I mean, like, so, so I was at a distinct disadvantage at my high school reunion because, oh, this this guy, what happened to him? You know, oh, he he works for this. He's married. He has three kids. And I'm like... Oh, did you did you talk to him? No, uh, Facebook dude. You know they like noticed yeah. that that was again, and and that is interesting. And that that was that would have been sort of nice to know. But I'm not going to sit there and spend the time to paw through every person I know to find out kind of what the status is. I'd rather get that from them. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, and maybe it's not that we're old. It's that we look for a different things in a relate in in a relationship. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, I'm I think just that's a lot not interested in, yeah, right, you bragging about your life. Uh, I, I, it's not like what you've done or whatever. It's why you decided to do it or how you got there, not that you are doing that, I think, is what's important. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. In any yeah. case. Yeah, but so so why is why is Twitter such, why is it so hard to get? Like why hasn't, for me, when Twitter came out, it was kind of this, Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I remember yeah. creating my profile on it. I remember they had that. There was that site called Twitter Map, that uh, or Tweet Map that would show you all of the tweets around the world at any given time, and it would mm. be like blip, blip, yeah, blip, blip. I mean, it was you know one a second or something like that. Yeah. And I remember creating my profile and thinking, huh, this could be interesting someday, and just started paying attention to it, and more and more people got onto it. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I just started seeing it as, well, this is a way for me to track what interesting people are saying in a mm. way that is short bites of information that's easy to consume, that's not littered with paragraphs and paragraphs of what they think. It's really, you have to, I think what attracts me to Twitter is that you have to boil your, whatever you're sharing, you have to boil down to its essence. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that with Facebook. Somebody can go on and on and on. They can post 500 pictures and, you know, and it's just this massive stream of information that 95% of it I won't care about. You you do have the option to squelch them. But I think the interesting thing about Twitter is it's kind of backwards. It's the other way from that. It's not that you have to squelch them. It's that, you know, so then you quote remain friends but you don't listen to this you know this blabbermouth on twitter you follow somebody or you don't and that's it it's not professing that you've your lifelong friends or something like this that's it's right. not a double blind system it's you know all of this it's just i'm interested i mean that's really all twitter. right so so then Chris, what kind yeah. of people are you so here's the difference in between facebook and twitter for me on Facebook, you're following somebody that you know, that you, you know, have met, that you, whatever. On Twitter, you're following a thought leader. You're following somebody right. that is not trying to keep up with their friends. They're trying to say something in public. And that's a very different kind of thing. You might, you might cultivate a, a Twitter personality for a professional reason and then you might cultivate a separate Twitter personality for your friends. And that's not possible yep. in Facebook easily that I know of. And, and that to that's me is right. a core difference. So you, you have the utility for each. Maybe it speaks. I, I also think that there's a, there's a complexity issue because Twitter was kind of very organic. Uh, hashtags, for example, were something that the community kind of came up with. And Twitter said, huh, it's a great idea. Let's make those linkable. Yep. But, and, and then like uh, rep- at replies and then starting starting a reply without an at, in other words, with a period, will make yep. that effectively publicly posted. These are all just sort of hacks that the community came up with. So now if you're coming to both of these properties with absolutely no background at all, Facebook is easy and Twitter is kind of convoluted, has lots of little things and I don't really know, you know, when I can't Yeah, really, what's all this syntax mean? Yeah. Why, why is this pound sign there? Right. What's why is this there a dollar stuff? sign before four letters? You know, what does that mean? Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a stock. You know, a lot of these things have drifted over and you, of course, see hashtags on TV that are supposed to be used on Facebook and other services. And you're sitting there saying, well, actually, that's a Twitter thing. That's right. That bled over to Facebook. It bled over to Instagram. Sure. Like a lot of the Twitter's almost like, it's funny you say that, it's almost like an open source project in that way. Right. Where the community has defined the service. Right. Much more so than Facebook, which said, here's how it's going to work, and we're going to solve this particular problem, and we're going to do it the way that we think is best. Twitter has been much more of a service that's been defined by, almost by constraints, because you had these 
it can only be 140 characters. And so therefore, you, ha- you had to make up ways. It really was, Twitter was the reason why we have URL shorteners. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why we have hashtags. It's the reason why we have, you know, there's a number of things that are now common nomenclature that came out of the community in Twitter. It's a, you don't have that kind of user-led innov- innovation happening in any other platform. Right, right. It, it's but very I think much, one thing you said that's important yeah. is you said something about you can have a persona, you know, you can have multiple personas on Twitter. I had somebody, a good friend of mine, we used to live next door to them, and they were over here last week, and she said, I follow you on Twitter, but I don't have any idea what you're saying. She has no idea what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah. And she said, is that like your person? is that like your professional feed? I was like, no, it's really just me. Yeah. Like, this is what I do. This is what I talk about. And yeah, she, oh, yeah, I don't really have yeah. any idea. And I think that's a, but that's an interesting thing to think about. Like if you were following, if you were a personal friend of Mark Andreessen and you followed him on Twitter and you weren't in the business, you'd be like, what in the world is he talking about? Yeah. Because it's primarily his Twitter persona is primarily his personal VC persona. Mm-hmm. It, his, it's not, it's his not his professional. professional. Like his day-to-day professional thoughts are 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 right. what that persona is. So the so the I, I think the question that somebody coming to Twitter that has no background would have is is exactly this. Like, what is you know I'm I'm used to posting pictures of my breakfast and the food that I eat on Facebook. So you know I'm I suppose yeah, I do the same thing or whatever. Right. I suppose I do the same thing on Twitter, and you may. But there is a very, I would argue, a limited, very limited subset of people that actually care about your scrambled eggs. So you're not really, there's not going to be a lot of people following you and they're going to follow you for a very specific, you know, scrambled eggs related reason or food related reason. It's just uh, like I, I would caution anybody to not ever, like, for example, cross post between the two. They, are, they, they have very little to do with each other. The reasons you are on Facebook, and certainly the reason I am on Facebook, uh, it, it is little or nothing to do with the reason that I am on Twitter. I find Twitter That's right. infinitely more valuable because of the targeted nature, because of the brevity, because of the lack of a requirement that I have to double blind. I have to say I'm your friend, and you have to say that you are my friend before I can really you know, connect with you and follow you. I can just follow you at, at ad hoc at will. I, I think that is a, a, a major benefit. That's something that I'm looking for. You want people to yep. organically track you or get to know who you are by sort of your track record. What, what are the things that you're saying? But it, yeah. it does ignore the fact that I got on Facebook pretty much as soon as I possibly could have. Now I didn't go to Harvard, so I didn't, you know, I couldn't get in at that time, but slightly after it went from the Facebook to Facebook, I got on and Twitter, I got on in the beginning as well. And they were basically the same in terms of feature set. Mm -hmm. Facebook has, has gone extreme and they've, they have an extreme amount of features and Twitter has got gotten some features, but all not easy to digest unless you understand the story from day one. If you were tracking from day one, none of this is hard. This is very, very simple stuff. But well, the service really hasn't changed. 
if yeah. you think about That's like right. the essence yeah. of what Twitter was at the beginning, right. well, why is this, still? I would argue it's the same exact product. It is, and 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 why? So you so Twitter. I don't know if you remember in the beginning there was the fail whale all day long, and the thing was always crashing, and it was it was built really quickly, and it wasn't really built to scale. And then they brought in a new CEO, uh, Dick Costolo, who came in and basically he righted the ship. He said, look put in a moratorium on new features. We're going to make this thing solid. And then suddenly you never saw the fail well again. <laughs> like there's a point yep. where, you know, Twitter is ultra, ultra stable. But then what happened? Well, somebody that's brought in to fix still, they just keep trying to fix and fix and fix and make more and more stable and they ignore new features. So maybe it went a little too far and now we have the feature guy back. Uh, so I would imagine you'll, you'd see changes there. You, you know, we could talk about Periscope and other things as well, Vine. Um, yeah, but Periscope came out under Costello. So, I mean, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. that he wasn't thinking about it, and right. so did Vine. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but I think what's the weird thing is, is that those things aren't a part of Twitter's core service. Yeah, that's so right. So they were launched as separate products. Well, and so about, you have this we almost weird user experience where, yeah, right. oh, I want to use Periscope, but it's not really a part of the Twitter app. It's it's this other app that I then have to go download. Whereas yeah. I think if Facebook had done that, I think here's the here's what about one Instagram of the differences. Instagram and Facebook though, it's still a separate yeah. But all product. they did was they're separate. But I think that's because Facebook realizes the value of not having to absorb. Like if if Facebook had said, you know, in order to use Instagram, you have to have a Facebook profile. I would have immediately stopped being interested in Instagram. Yeah, uh, because. I think they see the value in that community living on by itself. The, I think the difference is Instagram already had a bunch of users before Facebook bought it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Got I it. think if Facebook had launched, had launched Instagram as its own product, let's say, they wouldn't have made it something that was outside of their core offering. Mm -hmm. It would have just been a part of the app. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference is like Twitter has done these really interesting innovations where they were really the with Vine that was the first, you know, to do six second video and then 30 second video. They were the first ones into that space. And they're really they weren't the first into this Periscope space. You got Meerkat and some of the other yeah. open source projects, but they're the first commercial what I would consider consider to be a commercial offering in live video. But it's you have to have another app. Yeah. And so it's like this disjointed experience. Like, why can't I just do live video from the Twitter app? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why does it have to be a separate product? And the other thing I would say is that the, the, I think what, the way you get value, or here's how I get value out of Twitter, is that not only can you pick who you want to follow, but you can segment those people into different streams of information via lists which is a key thing. If you don't use, I don't know how heavily you use lists in Twitter, but for me, hmm. I have I use uh, Hootsuite as my Twitter client for the most part on my uh, on my desktop, and then I use the Twitter app hmm. on my on my iPhone. But when I'm checking Twitter during the day, it's generally in a browser, and it's almost always in Hootsuite. And I've got like six columns that are all of my different lists. And so if I've got it, and it depends on how much time I've got, which list I which list I'm looking at. So if I've got five minutes, I'm looking at, you know, I'm maybe looking at the, I have a list of like the people that, that I consider to be thought leaders in the space that I care about. Mm -hmm. And so I'll have a, like, for instance, I had a telecom thought leaders list when I was at bandwidth and that those were the, 
that was just a stream of information separate from every other part of Twitter. And I would look at that, oh, that guy's doing saying something interesting today about XYZ. Let me see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you, for me, if you're not being deliberate about how you can think about the people you're following and kind of curate your, your lists in the right way, Twitter's just a mess of information. Yeah. And you can't, you can't follow it. There's no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be, and I think there's a bit of art and science to it, and I think most people don't want to put in the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But that, there, that is a valuable thing. You, you know, if you have to put in the time, it, there is a significant barrier to entry that yep. is, is, I mean, let's face it, very clearly much lower with Facebook. Um, yeah, it's much simpler. It's yeah. like, oh, I get on here and I can talk to my friends and I can post pictures and I can put, you know, videos of, you know, a dog that's getting his hair cut. It's like everybody gets that. Yeah. And I think that it's almost like, uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but there's Evernote uh, asked their CEO to step down. I think it was last week. And mm-hmm. they're having similar problems. Yeah. And to me, these two platforms are have the same kinds of symptoms where you have this Evernote's an amazing application. Yeah. If you figure, if you take the time to use it and you figure out, uh, how to leverage what they do with OCR and their ability to, you can dump any kind of content in there and it's almost all of it searchable within a minute. Yeah. It's a phenomenal technology, Yeah. but it's, they have the same problem. It's like, well, I could use Google drive, to write a bunch of stuff and take notes in, or I can use Evernote. Well, if I use Evernote, I've got to have the interface doesn't make sense. It's kind of clunky. It's kind of kludgy. And if yeah. the, the people who I know that love Evernote are generally technically minded. Yeah. And it feels like the, these, I bet the, the crossover between heavy Twitter user and heavy Evernote user, I bet that's a pretty decent size crossover. Yeah. Just because it's like, I'm willing to take the time. I think the profile of somebody the profile of somebody who values Twitter highly is somebody who's willing to take the time to make it work the way they want it to work. And uh, the person who values a Facebook or an Instagram is like, this is what this service does. I'm going to use it the way it's supposed to be used and it will work exactly how I want it to work for that purpose. Yeah. Whereas Twitter is really, a, it's almost like a development language. And I would argue Evernote has a lot of those same characteristics. You have to understand it. You have yeah. to, it's almost like its own syntax, its own language, and you have to become fluent in that in order to get the most value. I so, think that's probably why they're missing. Yeah. So last question, can it be fixed, both Twitter and Evernote? Yeah, I think, I think for me, I'm a heavy Evernote user, and I would love to see somebody who gets how to build great user interfaces yeah. step in and you know give you give you an amazing interface over top of all this underlying data that you can just uh, sort of create and it figures out what you mean. I think all of that technology is there. I think for Twitter, I don't know because I don't think Twitter is a great ad platform. The question for me with Twitter is how do they make money? Yeah. I, I think that's obviously the question for everybody else because it's if I see it, I hate the ad stream in Twitter. It annoys the living daylights out of me. I've never seen when you, it. You, know, you, you scroll, you're scrolling through, and all of a sudden you have an ad in the middle of your stream. I, I, um, I've never seen it. I yeah, guess it's, I use it's clients that are old. Yeah, yeah. I think there's enough there. There's the value is so high 
whether it's news or events that are happening, or I think what you said, which is this, it's the only place you can go to have a sense and get, and really start to understand people that you don't know yeah. and get a sense of who they are, what they're, what they care about and, and actually learn to yeah. me, Twitter is this amazing learning platform yeah. that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah. And so in that way, I feel like it's fixable. What do you think? Yeah, well, it's definitely fixable. It's a question of, do you throw the baby out with the bath water when you do it? it it's not a, it doesn't, you don't have to. <laughs> I obviously think you can, you can do it right. But, uh, you know, who better to do it than the, than one of the guys that came up with the idea or honed the idea initially for Twitter. Yeah. And, and definitely easily doable with Evernote, for sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Like the, the possibility of you losing what you already have with Twitter is far higher than it is with Evernote. Evernote is, um, you know, it's just, that should be easy to make uh, much better. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's yeah. going to be interesting. I don't know. Uh, I have my own opinions about Jack Dorsey, just having read the book on mm -hmm. the story of the founding of Twitter. He's obviously, in some ways, he's kind of this, uh, I feel like he's just, uh, you know, really, he's obviously arrogant and thinks highly of himself. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why he is where he is. Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't get to run a company like Square and a company like Twitter at the same time if you don't have yeah. remarkable capacity. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's he's obviously very talented. The question is, can he? Uh, can he be? I think it's almost a question of humility to say, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to put I'm going to get the right people. I'm going to put the smartest people I know around me, and we're going to go at this until we figure it out. Yeah, and I think that's what he's. I think that's really what this first shot over the bow is. It's like, look, we can't keep going like we're going. We're not. We're going to get lean. We're going to get mean, and we're going to see if we can fix this thing. And I think that's really what his announcement yesterday was about. Yep, totally agreed. Totally agreed. So, we'll see how it goes. I, I for one, I there's no way Twitter can go away. Somebody will buy it. Yeah, uh, my absolutely. hope is that it's not Google who will just absolutely ruin it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's totally uh, but, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, somebody will if if they continue to go sideways, somebody will step in and buy it. Yeah, and agreed. I just hope that it's you know somebody that cares about it. Yeah, yeah, it will so, be. Yeah. All right. Well, you've uh, you've wasted another perfectly good half hour listening to three fifty third. I'm Anders <laughs> Brownworth. <laughs> I'm Scott Barstow. Thanks we'll for listening. See you next time. <laughs>